This is the Funny Football Show on the left side. And we think we'll be a better organisation if the people that run football more accurately reflect the people that play football. I'm Jim, thank you for coming. This is a brand new On The Left Side, taking a funny look at the world of football. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe, because we do this silly 10 minutes of podcast twice every single week, and I'd hate for you to miss out. So for now, let's crack on. There was a pretty big decision made in football this week as the FA announced they would be adopting their very own version of the Rooney Rule. And before you ask, no, the Rooney Rule doesn't insist that all players cheat on their wives, pay for sex with grandmothers and get boozed up uninvited at someone else's wedding. The Rooney Rule is in fact current legislation that exists in the wrong type of football that they play over there in the United States, or NFL as some people call it, which dictates that sporting authorities must interview a black, Asian or minority ethnic applicant when recruiting a senior coaching position. Add to that that this week the Football League extended their pilot scheme for similar rules and it could be a bit of a watershed moment. Whatever, it is undoubtedly a good thing. You think anyway. Predictably, the move has been met with suggestions of tokenism, positive discrimination and that old classic PC gone mad and denials from some quarters that there is any issue that needs addressing in the first place with many powerful white middle-aged privileged men failing to see any issue with the majority of their peers being powerful white middle-aged privileged men which is no big shock is it? I mean turkeys wouldn't vote for Christmas if they had the chance and it was left to one particular white, privileged, middle-class man to take the final gloss off the otherwise very positive move as Martin Glenn, head of the FA, an organisation that the House of Commons claimed was in urgent need of reform in the pottiest, kettliest and blackiest remark of all time. Hang on, am I allowed to say black? Order! Anyway, in the same press conference that they announced the adoption of the Rooney Rule, Martin Glenn suggested that women in football were less tolerant to banter than their male counterparts. Which is an interesting thing to say when you consider the England women's manager was sacked not that long ago for making racist comments to a woman. It's a really, really interesting thing to say when you say it alongside an announcement intended to encourage multiculturalism in sport. Yes, we at the FA would like to encourage a greater involvement in the sport from anyone in the BAME community, as long as they've not got tits. It did upset a few people. I'm sure Glenn just thought it was all down to it being that time of the month. Ouch! If you have any doubts at all as to whether this move is needed or if there is an issue in the first place, just take a look at the stats. 5% of managerial jobs in UK football are held by people from BAME backgrounds. Whereas that number across the UK population is 13%. It's hardly representative, is it? Plus, when you compare that to the 35% of current Premier League managers who have previously been sacked by another Premier League club for being shit, you'd like to think that if nothing else, the rule's going to bring in some new blood. If you look at the numbers across all coaching, manager and academy jobs in the Football League, there are in fact only 15 positions held by people from ethnic minorities. That's less people than Jose Mourinho has had a public argument with in the last year. Could the move be tokenism? 
Sure, it could, but only if none of the candidates getting interviewed get the jobs they're going for or are genuinely considered for the position. And if that's the case, then football really does have an issue with institutionalised racism. Wow, that got a bit serious, didn't it? Let's lighten the atmosphere a bit. <coughs> Boobies! Now, where was I? Let's talk about a positive. Let's talk about love and pain. All is not well at Liverpool right now after the £140 million departure of Philip Coutinho to Barcelona. All the money in the world can't fix a broken heart and poor old Robert Firmino is pining for his best bud. <laughs> Firmino took to his Instagram account this week to post a heartfelt message to his departed brethren. Liverpool is no longer the same without you, my magical brother. I wish you infinite success and that you enjoy life and realise all your dreams, brother. It was an honour to play with a magician like you. One mention of being a magician I can kind of accept, but two, I think Coutinho might actually be a magician. Maybe instead of the usual ball-juggling keepy-ups the players have to perform at their grand unveiling, maybe Coutinho could announce his Barca announcement with a little card trick or two instead. Clearly this has worried Liverpool, and they are keen to keep at least one Brazilian, and have offered Firmino a contract to keep him at Anfield until the end of his career. Which, to me, sounds like more of a threat than a promise. It won't do any good anyway. It's just the natural progression of football, isn't it? Liverpool players move to Barcelona. It happened to Luis Suarez, it happened to Mascherano. Liverpool, in turn, take all their players from Southampton. Van Dijk, Sado Mane, Adam Lallana. And Southampton, well, they go knocking on the door of Celtic for their new recruits. Victor Wanyama, Fraser Foster and Van Dijk again. It's just the circle of life. Or the circle of football anyway. But Elton John didn't write a song about that. Actually, maybe that doesn't really work. Because if you follow that logic, Ricky Lambert should have signed for Barcelona and not West Brom. <coughs> if Elton can't convince Firmino to stay, one song that might convince Firmino to hang around on Merseyside is one that popped up on social media this week and quickly went viral. Uh, hello YouTube, I'm Cork's biggest Liverpool fan. My name is Kevin Murphy. I just want to say I have a song I think will go really, really well on the cop if everyone would sing it. I know, I know, you've got pretty high expectations from the introduction, right? Here we go. Salah Mane Mane What Porto for me no And we so Coutinho But that don't matter at all actually because we've got Salah Aha Mane Mane do 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 And Bobby for me no And we so Coutinho but we've got Salah. And yes, if you spotted it, that was the inclusion of a self-made maraca in the form of a bottle full of rice. I'm not sure they'd let him get into the ground with that. Actually, do you know what? I quite like it. And at least it's not a song about Lukaku's penis again. One thing that we can all agree on is that after the FA Cup replays this week, it's going to be good to see the fixture list just calm down a little bit. Certainly, if no one else, Pep Guardiola will be pleased after his comments last week about the Christmas fixture congestion. I know the show must go on. How many injuries the players they have, so we're going to kill them. When I heard that, I thought, 
he was exaggerating a bit. Playing a few games of football isn't actually going to kill anyone now, is it? That was until I heard Neil Warnock talking on Talk Sport, discussing some of the issues that he'd had over the festive season. We've had a, so many crucial injuries out, you know, the whole spine's been out for a number of weeks. The whole spine has been out. Bloody hell, that sounds horrific. Much worse than a metatarsal. That's going to be at least two weeks on the sidelines. That said, last season the whole of the Sunderland team played without a spine. And they're still knocking about. Done. Finito. We'll be back in a few days with another show. As I said last time, we're about to change the whole look of On The Left Side. So if you normally find us in your podcasting app by flicking through and seeing where we are, then make sure you keep your eyes peeled for the next few weeks because you might not spot us quite as easily. However, if you're subscribed, then nothing will change and we will deliver the podcast to you as soon as it's ready. So there is a great reason to subscribe if you haven't done already. I will see you next time. Bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for Abrupt Audio. Bye.